Hi, I'm Lori, and I want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. And I'm Rhonda. Lori and I are pastors here in Ottawa, Canada, and we're both wives, moms, and most importantly, daughters and servants of God. And it's our hope and prayer that you would have awakening moments with us as we wrestle through the hard things in life. Lori and I love that we can share our lives with you, so grab your tea or coffee, and let's awaken our hearts together. we have a lot to talk about today about what's happened so quickly well your day didn't start very very well today no it actually didn't start really well today about three o'clock this morning this is really disgusting but I have two dogs and my dogs are six and a half and they're amazing dogs that they don't have any accidents in the house little schnauzers yeah brother and sister yeah they're my fur babies I love love my dogs I love dogs in general Anyways, I woke up to the sound of barfing and the smell of diarrhea from one of my dogs in the bedroom. Okay, that's disgusting. At 3 o'clock in the morning, Jay and I both jumped right (laughs) up. He threw the light on. Thank goodness before we put our feet over. Oh, my god! And that has never happened since I've had these dogs. Ever, ever, ever. And my one dog is really sick. So I spent the next, like hour and a half he was barfing all over took him outside he was barfing brought him in kept barfing put him in his crate had diarrhea everywhere in his crate those of you are listening like i know we're keeping an eye (laughs) details are disgusting and we're keeping an eye for the vet but he's at home and uh, i had to put him in the crate before i you know we podcasted today but that was three o'clock this morning and then you know i was really grossed out and it just kept me up so that's how my day started today but Kind of gross. Well, hopefully it's going to end better than it starts. Yeah, we got you got a nice turkey dinner coming tonight. I, I know. I bought a turkey di- I bought a turkey on there sale. So we're doing like a little like going back to church turkey yes. dinner. Yes, we got you know? some good news. Yes, we, we got did. Some good news. So on a dime, literally, we've oh. been in quarantine life for three months. For yeah. three months now, no church for what thirteen weeks? I think it's been. Yeah. Thirteen Sundays, and then yeah, we get the news. We can open and not just open. I mean, here in Ontario, we've been at five people. We're only allowed to gather with five people. Locked so, down. Yeah, like we've been respecting that uh, like a hundred percent. We've been rec- pre-recording everything. You know, we'll have the worship separate, everything separate. We haven't even seen each other like yeah, yeah. team-wise. None of it. We've been so respectful. And it's gone from that to 30% of our building's capacity we're allowed to have for church. I know. From five to like 200 and some. That is insane. Yeah. That's insane. I know. It is. And it was on a dime. And we we did not expect it that fast. No. Not at all. Because we pretty much had the three phases laid out as a church. Like, internally. Like, we were, yeah. And we we skipped phase one. We literally skipped phase one. Right. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, no, we didn't even go back to 10 and live, like, doing live services as a staff. Right. Right. right to having people in in COVID, which is socially distanced. Yeah, it's such an interesting yeah. thing. But that was quite the day on Tuesday. Yes. Yes. Um, totally. Well, Monday it started. Monday. Oh, Monday. Sorry, Monday. We got the yeah. We got the announcement on. Uh, it's only Wednesday. On Monday. We got the announcement on a Monday, and yes. then, and then that day had called an emergency staff meeting, brought the team together, and decided, hey, we're gonna we're gonna open. 
we're going to open. And so, so yeah, so we have our first service opening up. It's just a trial service though. Yeah. It's not going to be for everybody. We'll do a trial with all the social distancing practices and all of that. But I mean, I think it's, it's so funny if you even think about what we've been doing this week, like protocols and planning and, you know, social distancing stickers and, you know, setting up stanchions and directing people in and out of the sanctuary. We want to keep people safe and we have to follow, follow all the guidelines. But, oh my goodness, I never imagined in all my life that church would be like this. Mm-hmm. I know. So it's a very interesting feeling. Yeah. Because you're, you're torn. Like you're really excited to come back. And I know that's not how everyone is feeling. I know it's creating a lot of, there's different emotions around yeah. Yeah. gathering. But for us, we're excited to go back. But this is not necessarily how I wanted to go back. We're wearing masks and we're sitting apart. You can't hug. You can't hug each other. Even singing and worship. Every like it's just so different. Yeah. It's just so different. Totally, totally. What will you do if someone comes up and wants to give you a hug? Oh my goodness. I don't know. <laughs> I. I think I'll just hug them. I, I think so. Okay, can I share a funny story? Yeah. Okay, so I did a wedding this past weekend. Oh, you did? A last minute wedding oh, for COVID. Someone oh, cool. decided last minute, you know what, we're just going to get married. Oh, my goodness. They, I know. So they had postponed their wedding because of all of this. Okay. But then they decided, you know what, we still want to just get married, but we'll still do our big wedding later. So I got called up and I went to this as like for a friend and it was really, really sweet. So funny story. So we get there and... Um, the the one set of parents arrive okay. and they're socially distancing with everybody the second the other parents arrived and started hugging everybody <laughs> oh no so yeah one of the the ones that got married one of the, I don't want to I don't want to let anything <laughs> out here but they were like you know mom and dad maybe you should like ask people but it was so funny because it was exactly what you said like just the joy in the moment and then yeah but I'd probably be the same because I, I don't know. I'm just like so excited to see everybody, and I wouldn't even think about it. It's like not even natural. It's not For even. Sure. I would do it intentionally. It's like sure. your reaction would be just, of course, to hug somebody, and after right. you're like, oh, you right. should have done that. I know. I feel this like tension because. You know, I want to be like a good example for yeah. people, and <laughs> I want to really be respectful of people who are more nervous or even maybe vulnerable, or you know, like I just want to be. But at the same time, like, I really just want to hug people. And if they want to hug me, I'm totally fine with that. But, I know. Oh, so, like, even at this I wedding, so when torn. I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, I would be totally not even thinking about it too, hugging everybody. Because you just, it's like your brain doesn't even think that way. And it's hard to think that way. Like, you're, we're not made to be like that. We're made to yeah. be, well, you and I, some, I guess, yeah. are a bit more... Yeah, yeah, and it's not bad. Like none of it's bad. No. It's just difference. But but again, yeah, it's it is hard in a season like this. And again, for us as leaders, right? Like we're trying to establish a safe place for hundreds of people to be able to come through and experience church yeah. um, in a safe in a safe environment. So it, it yeah. feels like a little bit more pressure. But if I if I didn't have all of you know those restrictions or have to be responsible for so many people, I think I would just be like, forget I this. I know. So we're feeling those tensions. Yeah, like yeah. it's exciting to be able to open up yeah. the building again and come and have church, but it is such a different way of church. Yeah. That we've 
ne- we've never known it like this. No. Like I think it's gonna be it's gonna be something else to look out and see all these masks and people say yeah. Like, it really is something just yeah. to get your mind around in church. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the last church service I remember was nothing like that. Yeah, exactly. It was full of people and singing, and the yeah. next week we were like 10 people. And it was Close. just staff. Yeah. Like totally closed. That was yeah. That was bizarre too. But this totally. one too, I almost feel the same. Like Yeah, strange. Yeah. A little strange. So I don't know if you who are listening are planning to attend a church in the near future, but if you are... You know, or if you're going to be coming to Life Center, what you can expect is, um, you know, that you have to register for a service because mm-hmm. we only are allowed to have 30% of the, the room's capacity. So that means we're limited in our numbers. So you have to pre-register your seat. And then when you arrive, you will have to check in because we also have to do contact tracing. So, you know, if we're gathering in a large group and, a, and you know, somebody had uh, COVID or a breakout happened, we'd have to let everybody know. And so it's really important that we know that you're here. So that's different too, but you'll be welcomed. There will be people smiling and happy to see you and all that good stuff, but you'll have to do that. And then you'll have to be just like at a grocery store or just like, you know, anywhere we go now in public, there'll be lines on the floor, you know, six feet apart. We will usher you into a seat. We'll make sure there's social distancing in your seating area as well. So all of those precautions are in place. We'll ask you to wear a mask as well, especially during singing time. Everybody must wear a mask just because of spray and, and all that stuff. So yeah, so those things are very, very strange. It'll be very orderly. We'll have to, you know, avoid touching each other and avoid, you know, being really close, but we'll at least get to see each other. Yeah. And we will at least get to sing together. And I am excited about that. And I feel like oh, yeah. after being away so long that there is something in my spirit that I that I sense that even with all these restrictions, I I feel like these are not restrictions to the Holy Spirit. Like mm-hmm. they're not restrictions to God. And when we when we come together and experience God's presence together, um, I think something supernatural is gonna happen that supersedes what used to make us feel like it was God's presence. I think it's going to go beyond all of those things. I really do. Like I have a sense in my spirit that just the unity of coming together, singing together, praising God together, seeing each other in the same room, I think something is going to stir deep in our spirits in a powerful way. And so I am excited about that. Yeah, I feel the same. And you know, even once I've been talking to like some of the leadership, some of them are even saying some of the leaders that volunteer here, they almost feel like they're even just going to cry to walk through the doors because I think we've been in privately recording, but a lot, like our church hasn't been here for 13 weeks, like, and this is their home. This is their church home. This is where they have had the most beautiful experiences with God, with community, and, you know, had, but had prayer at the altar, all the services, the worship, that there is something that does come, like there is just a deep, deep affection for being here. So, I'm, yeah, it's going to be really special, like, even just to be in the building. I know God's presence is not the building, but there is so much attached to this place. Yeah. That when I even think about this church, how many encounters and experiences I've had with God here. Oh, my goodness. It's home. It's like my home. It's, it's not like that if we move somewhere, we wouldn't create another home. But there's so much attached to the home I'm a part of now, like where yeah. my children were brought home from the hospital, where you think of all these different things. It's kind of like that here. And so I feel like even that feeling of like coming back home yeah. will be there, you know, coming yeah. back home to worship together. Um, but even just being in the building is so special because yeah. I know even when I've come in those when we've been recording, 
I just walk around the building. I just love being here. Yeah. So I can't even imagine. What do you always call it? A family reunion. Sunday's family it's, that's reunion. That's exactly. Day. So, exactly. Yeah. So we're going to have our family reunion. So yeah, so we are. I am excited about that. But honestly, if you're preparing to go back to, uh, you know, any kind of church building environment where, you know, the body of Christ is going to gather together, I honestly just encourage you. And I'm encouraging myself as I say this, because I actually have to remind myself of this because I can get discouraged by all of these restrictions and feel like it's take it's taking something from me like it's taking part of my freedoms away that I I don't appreciate so I have to remind myself of this too but just to come with my spirit open come with your heart and your spirit open for God to speak to you to move for him to reveal something fresh to you for if those tears come, to let tears come, to let healing come. Because I think we've all been through quite, like, even if COVID or even if quarantine hasn't been necessarily bad, I think for some people it's been absolutely horrible. And I think for other people it's just been neutral, like maybe neutral. Either way, like, we've lost (laughs) our way of life, every single one of us. And so even as we begin to start putting those pieces back together, I think there's going to be just time to process that. And we have to allow that to kind of come up. We have to allow ourselves to process that, to process loss, to process, you know, just, yeah, the season that it's been. And then going into the the, the next season with it looking so different mm-hmm. than anything we've ever known mm-hmm. before. As we're preparing for, you know, the reopening of church, like I keep saying, I could have never imagined having to do these kinds of things to gather people together, like on a Sunday for church. I, I, I just sanitization and, you know, all the signs and signs and like, I, I just, I could, you couldn't have told me that church would have been like this. I, I could have never imagined it. So I think our hearts do have to be, our spirits have to be kind of in the right posture Mm -hmm. because we could easily get robbed Mm -hmm. in a season like this. And I think the enemy wants to rob us, really, really rob us from what God wants to do that supersedes kind of all of these weird things that we have to do in this time. That's a good word. It's so true because if our posture is to say, I'm here to worship no matter what it looks like, we've taken away that power to be robbed. But it's true. You can look at all those things and be like, I just want it to be. I wish it was. Well, it's not. But we have this. We still get to come together. So it's true. It's where our focus can move, right? Where our focus is and... I agree, and I think those that are listening that maybe are not ready to come back, it doesn't mean Life Center's not your home or there's a longing. We understand that, too. And to feel that freedom to, we just want to say it out loud, there is full freedom to process that there's different comfort levels, there's different ease, there's different vulnerabilities, but also just comfort to just, you know, for 13 weeks it's been told, stay home, save lives, stay home, save lives. And it's just to unwind that, not everyone's able just to move to the next step and I think everyone is processing it different. And so those listening, like we're not going to be looking around saying, oh, I can't believe someone's not oh, here. Oh, so true. No way. No, 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 no. So anyone no. might, you know, even the enemy may yeah. want to rob you at home oh, and be good. like, you know, you're, you should be better than that. Or why aren't you doing this? Or even say, you know what, even this, I've been at home and it's been comfortable. Like, you know, God's going to bring you in a process. This won't be forever. But right now, maybe not being at a church but there is something about the gathering but to feel the freedom to process that out to get to the other side to come together with community and that looks different for all of us yeah but the goal is we're going to the other side 
but we're just all moving a little bit different. Our boats are all a little bit different. Yeah. We might have some with speed boats that are already like, they're wanted, but some, it's okay. If you're just in leisure boat taking your time and you yeah. feel more, waiting for things to calm down more, or even just to see if there'll be a res resurgence or, yeah. you know, whatever. We just want to say out loud, we love you, we get it, and to feel all that pressure off, and we don't want the enemy to rob you and lie to you yeah. and make you feel condemned or judged yeah. in any way. Yeah. In any way. Now, how do you, like, here's a little question for you. Like, how do you process uncertainty in your life? Because, I mean, if we just take this example um, of walking through quarantine or COVID, like, the, the truth is that the future is uncertain. We, we really don't know how things are going to unfold. Like, all we know is really what we know today. We don't even know how long it's going to be for. Like you said, there could be a resurgence. We could get everything pulled back. We could go for months like this. We could be released to full and then get pulled back. There's really no certainty. And, you know, people are trying to prepare us for a long haul with that uncertainty. So... Maybe you don't have to answer it specifically for COVID, but you can if you want. But how do you handle uncertainty when you're looking into the future and you just don't know what to prepare for because it's uncertain? That's a really good question. How do you handle that? That's a good question. Do you have an answer are to you that? Good? For, are you good in that? No. I am not okay. good. Are you good at that? No. No. Yeah. I don't I don't love uncertain well, okay. I'd say like I can handle I can handle the unknown. But I need, I need some certainty in order to prepare for today. Do you know what I mean? I can live in the present enough, but if I feel like I keep getting pulled into the what ifs, that I don't do well. I don't do well. And if every day someone or my job or my whatever, like, you know, relationships or kids or whatever, or keep pulling me into the what ifs, I can't live in the what ifs. I can I can manage with the uncertainty of tomorrow with by making decisions for today. So I'm okay in that, but I can't I hate living in well what if this? Well what if this? Well what if this? I don't need to make 10,000 contingency plans. I can actually just roll with whatever today is, which is why, you know, when they just announce that okay, we're opening church to 30, it's like, okay, we're opening church then. Like, what would we wait for? You know, some of, you know, some friends that are pastors, they've, they've, you know, you know, we connect and, and are texting, are you opening? We're like, well, yeah, of course we're opening. And they're like, oh, we can't open. Like, we're not ready. We're like, well, what have you been doing for three months? <laughs> like, we've been preparing to open. <laughs> like, we've been getting ready. But what I would, what I've been frustrated with in all of this is that for three months, we've been preparing to open and every week it's been put off and put off and put off and put off and put off. So then I start to think like, oh, we're never opening. And I have to just tell myself that because that's very frustrating. Like mm -hmm. planning for this unknown, un, like moving target. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But once something is decided, I'm, I'm great like to let's go, let's do this, let's make this happen. Um, but again, so I'd rather live in the present. I can handle whatever today is and I can handle the uncertainty of tomorrow. I just can't play the what if game all the time. Constantly making plans. That's kind of how. That's really articulate. You really. Oh, really? That's okay. really good. I feel like I rambled a lot there. No, that's super articulate, oh, okay. Laura. Okay. <laughs> no, that's that's so true. Well, now that's that really helps for Enneagram Seven too. We always feel like we bring Enneagram, but that's probably yeah probably. living in the present. Like, yeah, that's probably. amazing. Like yeah. you're like making the most of yeah. whatever yeah the confines are of today. I can I can I can adapt to yeah. that. But some of the what ifs can be like Rob. 
Rob Steelers. The Ruiners oh, are fun. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right? totally. You're like, oh, let me just like have fun here or dream or just be in it. But you're yeah. like, oh, now I got to think about all those things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, it's like today, right? So today we were talking about like how are we going to see people? Yeah, yeah. And so part of me is just like, well, let's just try it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We can't, like, we're not going to be able to solve it today. So we just have to try it and then we'll know you know if, if it works if it doesn't work and what we have to change but until we try it so but to run every possible scenario like I, I just like, I just need to walk away I know and you're like just we'll just do it we're just gonna do it don't worry about it I know we were and I was like oh my goodness of course I'm responsible for that part of it getting everyone seated I'm like why me I'm not good at this stuff I'm not good. So yeah. strategy so like that. On, how do you handle uncertainty? Oh, you don't uncertainty. Know what's coming. Okay, this is probably a really weird answer to it, but I don't live well in the present. Okay. I never have. I never have. And Are you in the future or the past? I'm always in the future. So what I do is when I don't like the if I feel uncertain, I just dream in my mind what it could be. I have to focus on what it could be. Because if I focus on maybe the present and the frustrations or where there's a lack of momentum or where I, because I'm goal oriented. Okay. So if I don't have goals. You I like can, movement. Movement, yeah. Okay. So, so what if your ideals don't come to be? How do you handle that? Is that okay? Or do you just change them? Just keep changing them? Yeah, I probably don't handle it well because I suppress all my emotions. So it probably comes out in different ways. And I think I'm handling it just fine. But I'm probably not. I, I definitely come up with a new scenario. Okay. And that's probably been the problem is that when I have had disappointments or things haven't worked out, I don't know if I've actually even addressed it. I kind of just move on to something different, like some different focus, some different mental place to put my brain. Oh. So I don't actually have to deal with my emotions and I can just plan a different goal or do a different project that may not depend on someone else or depend on something else for my own gratification. So it really is an interesting, I'm sure psychologically there's a reason, there is deep, <laughs> I need deep healing. I need deep healing no, with Jesus. Coping. That's part of your coping. I know, but that's part of my yeah. coping. So that's what I do. Like I go somewhere yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, I can't stay, but present, being content in the present, which is something you have. My husband's like that too. He's, he's not, not that he just is stale, but he can really seize the moment and really like, I always say he smells the flowers. He really enjoys it. I have to be extremely intentional about that because I'm always a little bit of ahead of where that is. And I have to remind myself, no, I don't need to get frustrated that I'm not there. I need to stop and think of where I am and then look for the joy today. That's a discipline for me. That's okay. not a natural. So. so how does that play out for you, let's say, when you're in a time of rest or vacationing? Are you able to embrace the present like when you're resting or are you always kind of looking ahead to the next thing you're about to do? It has become like we've talked about this before when we talk about spiritual meditation. I'm not talking about new age and energies and all that. I'm talking about going somewhere with the Lord. That was something that God had to teach me how to visualize myself somewhere because it's a forced place of rest. So it's a practice for me. Okay. And I rest there very easily. So it's become almost like, you know, I, I think of this is a, this is how I kind of put it together. Before I go to bed, I have the same kind of routine okay. that I do. And my body naturally goes to sleep. It's like I have the same thing. I have a bath every night. Wow. And if I had a bath at 7 o'clock, I'd probably go to bed at 8. It's like my body, as soon as I have a bath, it triggers. It's sleepy time. 
I, I can't believe that you do that because I've actually been with you and seen you have a bath at two o'clock in the morning or three in the morning. Like even if you're like we're at a hotel or whatever yeah. and you will just go and have a bath and I'm like <laughs> I cannot sleep. Wow. I have to be clean before I go to bed. No, that's amazing. Like that's that's wonderful. Smell like my lavender cream, you know. Yeah. But no, my body literally it's yeah. like that physical thing. It's a little ritual. Yeah. So I feel like God's taught me that in the spirit. I've had to develop things like that to kind of bring me to a place of rest. Otherwise, I could be thinking too much, not about the what ifs, but how, like, how am I going to get there? What do I need to do to get there? Instead of just resting in where God has me right now. And that has been a practice. So that spiritual meditation place is really important. But how about for you? For what? For you saying like a place of rest, is that hard for you? Like when you're... Yeah, rest is hard for me because like, I think, I think for me, my focus I love to create joy and fun for other people. And as long as I'm doing that and busy, like the busy, right? The busy, like yours, you're, you're a busy person too, but it's a different motivation. Mine's for a different motivation, but I love to keep occupied and busy planning and, and making people happy and all of that. So, so resting is hard because if I actually take what I need to do for rest, I get really bored. I just get so bored. Okay. I, I literally am like, oh my gosh. Like, I I can't just, like, watch Netflix. I'm like, I, I get so bored. I can't even really... I usually don't even make it through a movie. Like, honestly. Like, like I can sometimes get through a show that's, like, an hour or a half an hour. Like, I, that's about my max. But, like, honestly, like, a two-hour movie, I'll just pass out and fall asleep because I'm so... I just... So anyway, so resting, right? So finding kind of those things yeah. that make you really just rest for you are very, very difficult. And so again, my time with the Lord as well has become that rest spot, that rest place. But I can spend like three hours with the Lord. No. And like so good. Like eat like really easy. And then, you know, if if I tr- I try to do it as early in the morning as possible because it gives me the most amount of time. But as soon as somebody gets up, which is poor usually Jason, I'm I'm almost like so bad it's not his fault at all <laughs> but I'm like right because it disrupts I know when they open the door they're like oh <laughs> so bad I'm sorry Lord I know that's that point <laughs> no but yeah so so there are those practices but I have to be very intentional mm-hmm. on vacation like when I'm actually taking a rest from work or on the weekend to figure out and really think about okay what could I do right now that will be rejuvenating what will I do what can I do right now and often it's like an activity it doesn't necessarily mean just sitting but like go for a walk or exercise or meet a friend for coffee or you know some of those things instead of just busying myself with making other people happy or busying myself with another plan or activity or you know what I mean just avoiding kind of you know what's going on inside so so yeah so resting I'm not the best at resting yeah. but um but but my time with Jesus also is yeah. is the best rest that I get <laughs> I'm with you too Laura and there is something with the bat like we love to work too and we yeah. love yeah we love what we do we yeah. love being with like the people yeah. we love everything about it so it is something that we well we're both saying it drives us yeah. yeah and we've I've had to be extremely intentional about exactly like you like it's not something we naturally like oh I just go into my prayer closet like with God and I just it has taken time and still some days I struggle like I'll get down and I can feel my mind just going and I have to keep working it. I have to keep saying, no, I'm not leaving here till I actually get to that place. Like just where I feel like, okay, doesn't have to be, not every day is long, long, but it's like, I've got to feel like I've mm-hmm. connected with God. Yeah. 
And sometimes it's hard. Like, mm-hmm. my mind is just going. And mm-hmm. there's other times I've fallen asleep. <laughs> there, Like, honestly, there's yeah. times I've fallen asleep and I've woken up and I've been like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. And I feel like the Lord just be like, I've wanted you to do that. Right. Like, I actually wanted you just to sleep and I just sat here with you. Right. And I was like, it's true. Like, when a little, like, I, I just always yeah, think of, like, like you a know, child when, falls asleep on a parent. That's right. And it's just those types of things mm-hmm. that I've learned to embrace, like, to let that, let myself kind of have those permissions that probably deep down maybe there's a reason for pushing sometimes so hard and God that's not healthy and so but we're all saying on this right now with everyone it just is not like oh yeah we just do it easily it's not and it can be a developed practice that you continually can work at and get better at right and intentional at and still have to work at right and uh, yeah. anyway yeah one of the things that's so interesting, you know, we started talking about coming back to church and mm-hmm. gathering, like, as a community. I think what's so interesting about being in a season of quarantine and one of the things that's been taken away from us is that, you know, whether you're single, whether you live, you know, maybe just you and your husband or you have a family with children, like, what we've been deprived of is the greater community. So, you know, in my house and in your house, like, my husband is there and my four kids are there. And so it's busy and loud Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people, but I've been deprived of the friendships, the relationships, the pastoring and shepherding and caring for people outside of that unit, like physically, tangibly. I mean, there's been phone calls and there's been, you know, Zooms and FaceTimes and all those things, but I'm so excited just even for the visual of actually being in the presence of other people. You know, like in just having that corporate experience, because it's one thing to experience and encounter God and God's presence by yourself, right? And we're just talking about our devotion time and our time with the Lord, which is so sweet and beautiful. But there's there's nothing like experiencing that in a body context, like with other people beside you, people that are outside of your family unit, outside of just the ones that you're with all of the time. There is something so just supernatural. I think because it's it's a, just a tiny glimpse of heaven. Like it's a tiny glimpse sure. of how God created us, you know, what he created us for. And so I know just the idea of that, even though I'm going to have my mask on and if you see me with a mask, I'm probably inside a little bit grumpy about that and complaining inside. But just being together and yeah. hearing the voices and seeing faces and seeing t- you know pe- our eyes well up with tears just with gratitude that we can gather yeah like I I can't wait for that and we won't take that for granted again no really like I think about like just what we did at heart conference I think that wasn't that long ago no and it seems so long ago and it seems like when will that happen again yeah but we know God's in the midst of it all but even you saying about the corporate gathering I am in the book of Revelation. I've been studying the book during COVID. I've actually, it'll probably be almost 50 hours by the time I'm done. 50, five, zero. Five, zero. That has been committed to just studying the book of Revelation. And I'll probably do this yearly, like keep it going because it's been such... You'll do Revelations every year? Oh, yeah. Like it's been so enriching. It's one of my favorite books, but you know me. I just love heaven and I love everything <laughs> about the white horse and oh my goodness. Oh. It's like right up like my heart yeah. and my spirit. And it just is bringing the rest of scripture alive to me by seeing the end of the book. It's like I'm tracing through. It's kind of like when you get a book and you read the ending. I've done that before. It's kind of like we get the ending and now we can see all the pieces ahead. We don't, there's a lot of mysteries, but we see how it's going to end. And we I see, have never read the end of the book. 
You've never done before. that? Never. Oh. Never. I can't even understand okay. the concept of somebody who would want to read the ending. I've totally of the book. ended. I've, I have. Like, if I've started a book and I get a little like, oh my gosh, I'll just go to the ending and find what? out. What? Do you remember? Did you go back and read the whole book? Again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I feel really calm because I know kind of like it's going to end well or if it ends really bad. I don't like unresolved endings. I may not read the book. <laughs> I haven't done that every book, but there has been books I have. Do you remember the old books, Choose Your Own Adventure? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I would actually read all the different adventures yeah. at that time, and then I pick. I, I would actually map out the way to get the best, the best ending. Oh my goodness! See, that's how you live your life. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's so true, isn't yeah. that? But we actually, that would be a good analogy of how you do choose your own adventure. That's exactly how. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So you're saying Revelation? No, but Revelation, like going back to corporate, when you read all through Revelation, yeah. the amount of times they're singing, there's multitudes around the throne. This is how God intended it. He wow. intended that kind of magnificent coming together to worship, to be together, every tribe, every tongue, all together. Wow. And I just think like, oh, this is like, it says, may your kingdom come, your will be done. This is God's heart. So coming together is part of that. Like you're saying, there is a longing for that deep down in us because it's something that God has put already there. put there. It's an eternal longing. Yeah. That we are experiencing in a very broken way here on earth, yeah. but a fragment of what is to come. Just like the Holy Spirit is a guarantee. Yeah. It's not the fullness of what is to come. Yeah. It's a guarantee. This is like that same thing. It's a deposit of yeah. what's to come in this way yeah. that we can't even imagine of being with Christ and that that way of worshiping. Yeah. So that's in us. That deposit yeah. is that longing. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh I know we did prayer this week um, in one of our like daily prayer times uh, at noon, and you know I was just reflecting a little bit about you know just a little on all that's happening in the world right now, and I actually think that the cry, like the deep, deep cry of our hearts, even as we're all just processing, you know, the racism that has taken place, that oh, yeah. you know we've turned a blind eye to a yeah. lot of the times, yeah. or for a long time, or. Um, it really is a longing for heaven. Like it's a longing for the perfection that we were created for, the the unity that mm -hmm. we were created mm -hmm. for. And it's beautiful to see the world rising up and just saying no more, like no more will we stand for injustice in this way. That's right. But I actually think that within the heart of humankind who God created, God created us as brothers and sisters. Like we are all brothers and sisters one with another, that there is. That's the longing. It's the longing for heaven. It's the longing for perfection. It's the longing to be together, you know, to, that oneness together. Yeah. That holy so, unity. Yeah. yeah. So that's powerful and beautiful. And that is just, like you're saying, it is a glimpse. Like the corporate gathering of church is just this tiny, tiny glimpse of mm -hmm. the beauty of, you know, what, what we are going to experience when there is no more crying and no more pain and no more sickness and no more sadness, mm -hmm. you know, it is just a glimpse of that. So I know when we gather together, you know, even this Sunday for our trial, for our trial and then next Sunday for, um, you know, when, when everybody's welcome to come, uh, it's, it's going to be a celebration. It will be behind our masks. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> I almost feel like we need a moment to just like everybody just like shout, shout, cheer, clap oh, your hands, like yeah. all the build up to just, oh. we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and now it's kind of like, okay, we get to do this yeah. and we pray that it, we pray that it continues to grow and things are, yeah. you know, put, 
kind of it doesn't progress in the um, in the virus, but that we're able to continue. But anyways, exciting, exciting. And we're I just speak something special too, like we're opening on Father's Day, so I just speak something oh, special over our men. That's beautiful. You know? yeah. Just just yeah. a new, just something fresh for for our men, mm. for the men of the world. Just a significance for them, you know, spiritual significance and awakening. Yeah, you know that we're we're coming back together on Father's Day. That's that's really beautiful. It is beautiful. We're excited to celebrate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that definitely. day. It's going to be wonderful in all different ways. So yes, good. Yeah, so for good. sure. For sure. And all the crazy things we have to do to prepare for it. Oh, yeah, we should have video today. We should have done yeah. a time lapse. That's what yes. we should have done. Yes, yes, Of yes. all the different things and all the walking through of how we're actually going to get people in, how we're going to get them into the seats, out of the out of the sanctuary, like all of those. Yeah. Without safely. crossing each other. It is quite something, but... Yeah. We're we're going to the other side. We're going yeah. to the other side. Yeah. And it just looks right. different, but that's okay. We're we're but it's a step. It's a step. We're further than we were thirteen weeks ago. Exactly. So yeah, we're moving a step forward. in the right direction. That's right. Right. And you could just keep picturing that better future. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> to prepare. <laughs> to prepare yourself. That's right. That's, that's right. Because right. no, it is. It's only gonna get better. I mean, maybe not linear, like yeah. it might get worse before it gets better, but that's okay. Like, it we'll won't be forever. The, we'll walk the process. Yeah. That's yeah, right. For sure. That's great. Oh, that's so awesome, Rhonda. Well, listen, if you're here with us today, I just want to remind you that God has absolutely complete confidence in you, and we are so excited to see you again soon. We sure are, and you are crowned as a daughter of the King. So have an amazing day. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. It would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a review. You can follow us on Instagram at Awakening Moments Podcast, and you will find Lori and I at Lori Eitz Boucher and Rhonda.Corto. We'd love to connect with you.